Welcome to the Mrs. Rev podcast, where we equip and empower you to fulfill God's call with joy and with purpose. Get out your Bible and open up the notes app on your phone as we jump into God's word with your host, Pastor Joey Miller. Hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Mrs. Rev podcast. I'm Pastor Joey Miller from Champion Christian Center, and I'm excited to get into God's word with you today. So grab all of their stuff, all the stuff, a drink, a notebook, a pen, your Bible, and we're going to get into God's word together. Today, we are going to be talking about getting things in order. The topic of order is what's being served to you today. So before we do, though, don't forget to check out joeymiller.co. We have some new merch that is launching this fall for Elm Ministries. You're not going to want to miss out on it. Also, while you're there, take a look at the show notes and some new blogs that we have up and coming for you. Don't forget, we have Chick Church every month here at Champion, and we have our Devonair Night coming up in November with none other than the boss lady of putting her life in order, Terry Seville Foy. So don't forget to check that out and stay up to date at joeymiller.co. Well, the word order, you know, that's been heavy on my heart uh, this past week because if you're like me, going into the fall, things are a little bit different this year. I have several kids. I have five kids, one going into college. I have a high schooler, a middle schooler, uh, one who is in intermediate school, which is fifth grade in the area that we live, and then an elementary school student. And I was just having a conversation with my husband and just being transparent with you ladies. You know, getting our lives in order, it's, it's something that we have to take control of because sometimes, like fall of 2020, it seems like everything is out of order. You know, every fall, it's kind of nice. The kids go back to school. We get in a routine. Maybe you homeschool your kids. But I think it's safe to say all of us settle in to more of a, a regimented routine when fall comes around. You know, we, uh, we were just talking to the kids the other day and we were talking about our favorite seasons, and they said, we love fall. We love to come home from school and smell a pumpkin candle burning and smell a roast in the oven, and that just, we love that. It feels like home to us. And, and so we were just talking about how this fall is going to be a little bit different, whether your kids are doing school online, maybe they're going five days a week, maybe they're doing hybrid. Things are a little bit different. And I was having this conversation with my husband because now that I am Uh, transitioning to having kids all in school. I used to be at home with them every day. And then as they started to go to school, I would be more active in ministry and take on more responsibilities and have time, you know, maybe an hour or so to clean my house, um, you know, while they were in school. And all, all of this, it was just my capacity was larger, if you get what I'm saying. And so now it almost feels like we're in a, in a position where, my time is is not my own once again, and uh, many of you can say amen to that. And so, I was talking him, talking that through with him, and my frustrations, and and um, how am I going to do this all? How am I going to balance it all? Like with the capacity that I've been doing things, and and you know, uh, there's always that temptation to go into victim mode. I can't do this. I, it's too much. I can't do this. And and feel like you're just trying to keep your head above water. And I can empathize with you ladies. If that's you out there, you know, that's where I was in the middle of this conversation. 
And, you know, he's so good to remind me that, that that's not who I am, that I can't stay in that place, that, that you know, even though the season looks different, I could still fulfill God's best for uh, what he's called me to in this season, that if he's called me to do it, he's graced me for it. And so I started to think about Deborah, and uh, we're going to take a look. If you have your Bibles, you could turn with me to Judges 4. But, you know, Deborah uh, was was referred to as a mother of Israel. I'm going to turn right there in my Bible right now. Judges 4. It says this in verse 4. It says, Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lepodoth, was leading Israel at the time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. And uh, so it, it describes Deborah as the mother of Israel in Judges 4. But the reason that they call her the mother of Israel is for two purposes. One is uh, she was a prophet. And the second is this, that, that she would govern the people, that she was held as in a place of government. The people would come to her to seek order. Now, I want you to take this in because... Whether you're a wife, a mother, uh, just just uh, living your life as a single young lady, whatever that looks like, I want you to think about that. That your position is in a place she was respected, she was renowned, because she was a woman who could, number one, she was a prophet, she would speak the truth into situations, and number two is she would put things into divine order. She would put things into order for people. She would have the ability to see what needed to happen, and she would put it into alignment. And really, I think that as a woman is one, of the, is one of the roles that we operate in, is the ability to put things in order. Now, obviously, God has uh, you know, given us a place in our homes that our husbands are the priests of our homes. And, and, and you know, our role is obviously uh, he's the priest, he leads the home. But then we have a, a place of directing and, and putting order within that home. And so... You know, as we were talking and, and I was reminded of Deborah, I was like, wow, you know what? This is just a time for me to reorder some things in my life. This is a time for me to, to reestablish, to govern things in my life. And the moment that you have the revelation that, you know, you have the ability to get your life in order, it's a game changer. So many times we're waiting for that other person to come into our lives and, and make everything fall into place. Or we're like, if I were just be like them, or how do they accomplish that much? Or, or you know, but, but really it's you just saying, wait a second, the answer to my problems is me. I have the ability to direct my life. Nobody else is in control of my life. Obviously the Lord has lordship, but what I mean is day to day. No one else can direct my schedule. No one else can consume my time. I'm in control of my life. And the second you take a minute to have that realization, it is a complete game changer that you put things into alignment, that you're put by God uh, in authority over your household, over your life, over your stuff, that those things don't dictate to you. You dictate to them how they're going to be. So whether that's the role of a prophetess where you have to speak truth and get things in alignment, and I believe they work hand in hand, you know, going into this new season, a lot of you women are going to have to get up and you're going to have to prophesy to your day. You're going to have to prophesy 
to your children. This is going to be a good year. Uh, we are walking in health and wholeness. Uh, you know what? We are going to learn more this year than we ever have before, that we're going to prosper. Every new venture that we take on, everything that we set our hands to do prospers. And then it's going to take you governing taking responsibility and saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to govern my life in a way that I can produce fruit in every season. Someone one says that those who are planted in the Lord will produce fruit in every season. And so, you know, as this season looks different, that's the choice I had to make. Am I going to let this be a season of regression where I feel like everything's spinning out of control and my kids aren't learning anything and, and there's no real schedule at home? And Or am I going to govern my household in a way that we're continuing to move forward even in a different season, you know? So life can change, but you can still be a person who governs what that change looks like and stewards it to the best of your ability for the glory of God. So I want to I want to share a couple tips whenever I'm looking at a new season. I'll just walk you through even me going into fall 2020, what that looks like. And, you know, uh, the first thing to do is to really say, what frustrates me? What are the areas when I look at my schedule, when I look at this new season, when I look at my day, when I look at my life, what are the areas that are frustrating me? Now, you might say, I don't know. Well, what is what is it that you think about every night before you go to bed? Man, I didn't get to this today. Man, the kids were supposed to be in bed at 8 o'clock and it's 11 o'clock and they're still running around jumping on the couch. Man, you know, I I didn't get uh, to be productive in cleaning the house today. What are the things that always frustrate you? Make a list. Make a list of those things. Number two is this. Learn to assign your time. Learn to assign your time. What do I mean by that? I mean, you know, I used to think that my day would control me. Like whatever happened, I had to roll with the punches. I had to just be at the beck and call of, of anyone who wanted to run anywhere or do anything or, or you know, uh, plan any activity. Or, or if there was something that came up, I had to just, my day would just be dictated. Or maybe I just sit there on social media and waste time. But you have to realize that you can actually assign your time. You can tell your time how it's going to work for you. So I want to talk to you really quickly, and I've addressed this in different podcasts, but going back into a school year with things looking a little different, I want to talk to you about time blocking. Time blocking is a great tool that will alleviate the feeling of being overwhelmed in your life, being overwhelmed. We have a lot of responsibilities. We have a lot of things that we have to do for a lot of us out there listening to this podcast. We're now teachers on top of everything else. So we assign our time. And when we do this, we don't feel as overwhelmed. So what you can do when you time block is you can break up your week into the different days of the week. What I do is I start with the anchors of my day. What are the things I do every morning when I wake up for an hour? I assign my time. We call it the power hour. The things that we do that are an investment into my life personally. But what does that look like for you? So mine is reading my Bible, praying, and listening to some sort of leadership podcast. So the first hour of my day, I'm doing that. I'm, I'm reading. I'm praying. Uh, and that's, that's a non-negotiable. And then, you know, exercise, adding that into my morning routine. 
Maybe I'll pray while I'm on a run. Maybe I'll put headphones in and I'll walk a mile and really have good prayer time and then run for another mile back. But fixing and that's important to me. So I'm putting that into my time block, into my morning routine. And then, you know, so you can also assign your time to do multiple things. There's nothing like feeling like you're multitasking to, to make you really feel like you're winning at your day. So maybe you're getting a shower for the day. Throw on a podcast. Listen to that thing. You're, you're investing into yourself. So that would be my time block of my morning routine. And then, you know, I'll start to time block any other things that are anchors in my week. Maybe that's staff meeting at church. Maybe that's uh, gymnastics for one of my children. Maybe, you know, whatever that looks like, things that I know are reoccurring throughout my week, I'll time block those things. Another thing is this, I'll write down above and beyond just things that are anchors to my week, I'll write down different goals for my week. These are the things that I want to accomplish this week. Maybe that's recording four podcasts. Maybe that's writing a blog. Uh, Maybe that's following up with some friends, sending them a note. Whatever is on my heart that is a desire that I want to do, I'll write it down and then I'll block it into my week. I'll assign my time. So maybe before I hadn't gotten a chance to connect with friends uh, for weeks or even months. Now I know it's Tuesday from 1 until 1.30. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write some notes and I am going to send them out to my friends and I am going to make progress in my week. Something silly, but think about it. How many things in your schedule do you have good intentions for that you never get to because time just kind of slips out of your hands? It kind of slips away. And so, you know, then you could say, all right, what are my what are my uh, responsibilities for the week? What are the things that I know I have to vacuum? I have to do laundry. I have to do dishes. Now, these things are just sometimes overwhelming to us, especially if you have young children at home. Or maybe you work, you're a working mom and you come home and it feels like your job just never stops. Well, time blocking actually alleviates that feeling uh, that you're never going to get anything done, uh, that feeling of hopelessness in your life that, you know what, you're going to say, you know, I'm going to assign time that on Mondays from five to six o'clock at night, I'm just throwing a time out there. Uh, That is when I'm going to uh, run the vacuum on the first floor of my house. And and so every day you're assigning that time. Uh, you know, maybe Tuesday uh, you're going to uh, deep clean uh, the bathrooms. Wednesday. So what, what happens is every day you're not having all these thoughts going through your mind. I have to do this, 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 and this. You're like, no, that's done. I know I can relax tonight because Tuesday I'm going to deep clean my bathroom. I can go in there Monday. I can go in there and think this is disgusting and not feel overwhelmed because I know Tuesday I have time block then I'm going to clean my bathroom. And so really, it just helps by assigning your time. It takes it off of your mind and it really uh, helps you to relax and live in the moment without being overwhelmed. So, you know, that might look different with schooling. Uh, We're time blocking for our kids, making schedules for our children, getting them in a routine, saying this is your morning routine, prayer, reading your Bibles, the days that you're not going to school, you're not going to, the days that you're doing online or distance learning, you're not going to just sleep until 11 a.m. You're going to get up, get dressed, eat breakfast, pray, read. This is your time block. This is your routine. And it helps them to continue to be productive, to continue to move forward and to continue to grow. So you can assign your time. Another thing is this, delegate responsibilities. Delegate. Getting your life in order sometimes means recognizing the things that you need to do and the things that other people can do. What do I mean by that? 
There's some things in your life that only you can do. Things that you have to be the one uh, that is implementing them. There's other things in your life that can be delegated. Now, if you're a control freak like me, sometimes it's hard to let go and see the difference between those things. So an example would be this. I have a teenage daughter now, and so I am releasing and delegating daily laundry uh, responsibilities to her. I'm realizing as my schedule is uh, at capacity, as I'm doing taking on extra things, instead of coming home from work or getting up early and taking that half an hour a day to do the laundry, I'm going to implement it into her time blocking, her routine is her chore now. So I'm delegating. I'm delegating those things. I'm delegating chores to my children so that I'm multiplying my time. It might not be perfect, but they're taking on responsibility and it's getting done. And they're teachable moments. You're teaching them and instilling them how to do things uh, in life that will actually make them a more productive, more responsible adult. So the vacuum might not get done exactly how I would do it when my 10-year-old son takes charge of the vacuum, but God bless him, he is doing his best to help out. You know, also, you know, delegating uh, might come down to this. If you're a working mom, maybe maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and, and you just feel like things are out of control in your household, hire someone to clean your house. There's no shame in that. There's no shame if your budget allows uh, for you to hire someone and come in and help you on a weekly basis. There's no shame in, in ordering a uh, and ordering pre-prepared meals for your family every now and again. Think about how you can work not harder, but smarter in some areas of your life. What are the things that only you can do? And what are the other things that you can delegate? For some of you, you know, you have to prioritize. You being at home uh, to tuck your kids in at night uh, should be your, maybe your priority to you. Maybe that's something that you want to do. So instead of answering that phone call, taking that email, anything work-related, you know, you, you put it on hold. You put a pause button to that because that's something only you can do. You can delegate that to yourself at a different time. So it's, it's about being smart with our time. It's about realizing, you know what? I'm in control of my life. If I'm waiting for somebody else to come in and, and to put things in order, it's most likely not going to happen. I have to take responsibility. You know, Proverbs 14.1, I quote it on this podcast quite often. Uh, it talks about a wise woman builds her house, but a foolish woman with her own hands tears hers down. And, you know, it's really it, the powers in our hands that we hold the authority. We hold the, the, the ability to govern and put things into order in our house, whether that's speaking the word and prophesying or it's just getting our lives in order and saying, you know what? I'm going to make a plan to prosper, that I'm not going to let this thing take me out. I'm not going to be the victim. I'm not going to sit here being overwhelmed. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to put on my big girl pants and I'm going to say, what can I do to bring order in this situation? What can I do to govern in this situation, to set things into place, to see that my family prospers and that I continue to prosper in all God has for me in 2020. So, well, I pray that you were blessed by this podcast. I know that's a lot uh, to dump on you at one time, but but if you need more resources, you can check out joeymiller.co. Check out the show notes, and I pray that you were blessed, praying for you all as we are going back into new routines this fall and knowing God is uh, going to grace you and empower you to do everything that he has called you to do. Until next time on the Mrs. Rev podcast, we'll see you real soon. Thanks again for joining us for the Mrs. Rev podcast. If you could help us out, do us a favor and subscribe, but also leave a rating and a review. 
If you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. So after you subscribe, request to join our closed Facebook group and feel free to leave any of your questions there. Have an amazing week and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Mrs. Rev Podcast.